And live coast to coast with Trist out in Portland. Ryan, Nick over here in the D.C. studios back home. We're on Twitch and YouTube and the Odyssey app. Texans up 13-3 on New England right now. 4.23 to go in the third. Davis Mills went 9 of 12, 99 yards and a touchdown. Case Keenum now. 4 of 6, 47 yards. Bailey Zappi completed 12 of 14 passes. It's actually been a very efficient game for literally every quarterback, if you're at least talking about completion percentage in this game. Yeah, just three-yard dump-offs. The whole way, just dink and dunk, dink and dunk the whole way through. You got to love to see I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. That's why, and I know this is not true to Ryan, but that's why basketball is a superior sport for preseason or off-season, off-season the sport. Because when you watch off-season basketball, Summer League, guys are just trying to yam on one another. You got you got guys trying to show out and make rosters. You got them trying to, like, play and one mixtape. They're out here trying to be hot sauce. And then you have quarterbacks in the NFL that they just go, dink, dunk. Yeah, I won't argue, actually. It's, uh, you know, nobody I, wants to get hurt, I, and I actually, they want to show you nothing in I'm the gonna NFL. I'm going to say both products are actually pretty terrible. I'm not a big preseason. You know what? No, I love preseason football. You guys will not change my mind. You I can like love it, it, but it doesn't mean that it's a great product. I like bet- oh, it's a terrible product. Then that's And that's the difference. You can love something that's a that's terrible it. product. Growing up, I used to be so pissed I couldn't watch the Bulls preseason games. You used to not be able to watch NBA preseason anywhere, and I'd be so no. mad. I would, I, I, was, I, would like, I would pay anything, even you know, a young Horvat. My dad would have paid anything. They didn't even show the games. Isn't it? It's hard to believe when you think back to some of the stuff that we used to have to deal with as sports fans that you couldn't do. Like, we couldn't watch every March Madness game at once. Like, it was regionalized. You're looking at the little score up there. You can't watch preseason games in the NBA. It's come, We've come a long way from that world. You know what? Really quick. And you're right. You're right. Go ahead. Go on, Tristan. No, because I'm taking this somewhere else because I'm angry about something. You go on really quick and make your point. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say that NBA games when we were kids used to be on tape delay. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. We went, yeah. we didn't get to watch all NBA games live. There were games on tape delay. The finals were on tape delay in the early 80s, right? Mid, yeah, mid-80s, then, I think too. Some re- some I watched early. I mean, I wasn't a, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we were alive yeah. then yet, if we want to age ourselves a little bit. But the Scott, Scott will know, right? Scott's yeah, Scott, old. Scott's uh, old. Right around 1980, 1981, yeah. the games were... Because it was right when Bird and Magic got to the league, they were on tape delay. Yeah, and then they saved the league and every. And the yeah, rest they talk about it on the show, on the HBO show, which, which actually oh, season two. Season two is out. Or I, coming I know. Out I haven't or, watched episode one. Yet, I haven't so. either. I can't, that Me show neither. is so Me good. Neither. No spoilers, but it is back. I just found this out last night when I was going to watch the Manziel special. I actually fell asleep last night, guys. All right, I would. I'm I mean, with, good for you because you didn't sleep well the night before, so I'm happy for you. But then I was just up at four a.m. and yeah, then I was. I was all in on some when stuff are you not? last night. Yeah, you're, you're right. Was, you just don't sleep. I was watching some Utah Utes, actually. Uh, I'm with you guys. I actually have some beef with the NFL right Ooh, tell now. Tell us what the beef is. I just checked my email for the first time today, and I get an email because, as you guys know, not only do I have the Sunday ticket and red zone and everything, I also have the NFL, NFL Game Plus Pass. Increased their, yeah. in, mm-hmm. increased it to $6.99. I saw that. We're writing, to, we're writing you because I have to watch my condensed games and my all 22 and whatnot. Hi, NFL fan. You should address me by name. <laughs> We're writing to let you know that the price of your NFL Plus premium monthly subscription is increased to $14.99 per month. This change will take place on your first billing cycle after September 10th. Yeah, well, they're adding Red Zone and uh, well, the all it's the All-22s. It's Red Zone, oh, Red Zone and NFL yeah, Network as part, part of the of Plus now. package. So that's why. Oh, that does make sense. So well, I'm still paying for all that with the Sunday ticket, though, still. I'm, uh, yeah, anyway. Should have picked one. Hmm. You can write it off. 
Interesting. It's a he work write-off. Oh, he doesn't write it off, though. He's this year I am. This year I you am. Think, yeah. You think Ryan has an accountant? Well, for a guy, Trista, that doesn't wear pairs of socks more than once, <laughs> throws out his socks and waist towels, yeah, I don't think he's writing off anything like I that. I actually have changed that. I've been re-wearing socks. Like, the Good Nike for performance you. ones have just gotten way Good too for expensive. You. you used to get those wow. for, like, 22 My bucks. Now they're 28. My mom talks about that all the time, honestly. She's, she thought that was pretty weird, Anytime huh? we... Anytime we wash socks, she'll say, or she talks about washing socks, she'll say, unlike Ryan, who would be throwing these away right now. Yeah. That's every time. Every I bet you every time. once in a while, though, she thinks, man, Ryan has the right idea. I Just hate doing laundry. Not, yeah, but not with. But you know what? We, t- we figured this out. You can sell your used socks. At least do that. Yeah. Just do that. I don't you, know, need, you don't have to show your face. I don't need to. It's fine. It's football season. This is my moneymaker. So well, this is extra money. I'm only broke in the summer when I'm betting the Rays every other night. You don't, you want to limit your income? You don't want to increase it? You can put those socks on your sweaty feet and then sell them on the internet. Couldn't do it. Couldn't I do, would it. do it. I'd feel bad. I've it. thought about doing it. Should I do it, Trista? Should I sell my socks, my used socks on the internet? I wear mine in I'm the I'm trying sauna. to get my wife this? to do it. How about this? You guys go and buy th- every month 30 FedEx. Well, what did you say? 15. 15 FedEx envelopes a month. Okay. And then you guys go to the gym, take your nasty, sweaty, pour into your socks, <laughs> socks, put them into the envelope, close them up, I'll sell them for you, and for the low, and I want to smell them because it'll be closed up in the FedEx envelope, <laughs> trapping that musty, sweaty, n- lovely stuff for whoever likes that kind of thing, I'll put them on eBay and on OfferUp and on whatever, whatever all the other things are that you can sell, so probably some fetish site. And oh, yeah. uh, for the low, low price of 20%, uh, obviously with shipping and all that on top of that, I will uh, sell your socks for you. Like, to that. each their own, but I don't get the feet thing. I don't, I don't, I, well, I don't get the socks thing specifically. Yeah. Like that makes, that's even weirder than just like Do you get the, the underwear thing? thing? What you mean like, yeah, kind of. The uh, used ATM, the used Honestly, underwear. Honestly, not really. No, no, no I don't I get mean, that. I don't. I don't, I don't. get it either. I, I'm not really. Scott's into... getting uncomfortable, so we should keep going with this. Let's talk uh, some sports. Let's talk. Well, you know, I think we should talk more about underwear. Personally, I think we should go down that rabbit hole for a little bit. This don't make thing, that face, Scott. To find you do you, in Korea y'all. and Japan and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, different I don't strokes really get it. for different folks. I mean, this is true. Everybody's got their own fetishes, and if you're not hurting anybody, I really don't give a damn, but I just don't understand it, but that's okay. Yeah. Don't have to understand it. There's lots of things that we don't understand. Uh, so Yahoo Sports put out their top 10 most intriguing things on the college football landscape heading into this year. And, look, there's a lot of different ones that are going to be more in a spotlight, some that are more for deep dives for the hardcore college football fan. But I think the one thing that should be on everybody's radar, because it's mainstream and it's a name that everybody knows, is Deion Sanders taking over as the head coach of Colorado. I mean, they're not going to win many games. This is a team with a win total of three and a half, and it's juiced to the under at minus 125. I mean, it is. it could be a really bad year for them, but... It could be a fun year because Dion brings the swag. He brought in a ton of guys in the transfer portal. And maybe there's a chance that they go over that win total at plus 105 because it's Dion and because he just brings this confidence level that can just translate to everybody else on that program. But it's not about like a team that's going to compete for anything for me. It's about just seeing what he can do with all this hype, with all of this attention, and his 
it, it, walking in and just saying, guess what? I'm bringing my luggage, and you better be ready. You better enter that transfer portal because I'm bringing my guys. I feel like they're the biggest question mark in all of college football this season because they've been so bad. They're 5-21 and 21 in their last 26 games, and also this is a completely different team, right? I mean, he hit the transfer portal. Anybody that was there last year, he pretty much said, pack your bags, I'm bringing my luggage. Um, we'll see how that works out because I watched the spring game, and there was a lot of bad. There was some good, but also, like, all those guys are already gone. Like, half of the team left after the spring game. Yeah. So I have no clue what this team is. I keep laughing, though, because, um, you know, everybody calls me crazy when I want to talk college football in July. And now I'm seeing, like, the touts come out and the TikTok touts come out. And everybody's like, grab Colorado under three and a half. I'm not a believer in Dion year one. And I'm like... I wouldn't do it right now, though, because you could have had it four and a half. You could have had it offshore right when these were released at five. And I could see Colorado surprising people and winning four games, stealing two non-con. I mean, I, I'm not going to bet it, but I wouldn't. I would bet under four and a half. I wouldn't do under three and a half. I feel like they're the biggest question mark in the country. Maybe he turns that around in a couple of years. They're not going to be a six, seven win team. What do they say on TikTok when they talk about it? Colorado has went five and 21 in their last 26 contests, but no, I don't I don't know how they would. I don't know how you would make that. the spin for that. But dead prez picks here, bruh. Well, let me tell you about Colorado and those buffs. They're basically in the buff too, because they're going to be rough under four and a half. Bank it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't actually, think actually that's that's that's, pr- that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. I don't I don't think they're going to be very good no. for, for me. Um, like in this article, there was a couple things that I thought were really interesting. The one. There are a couple things that I'm excited for, really. Um, Texas A&M this season, and I haven't said this in years, but Jimbo Fisher no longer yeah. calling the plays. Bobby Petrino's calling the plays. Their win total, there's some chalky seven and a half. It's at eight right now. It's minus 140 to the over. I think they're a bounce-back team. They had the top recruiting class in the country just a year ago, and, you know, the pressure's on. Jimbo, they would have probably fired Jimbo, to be honest, but the problem is they owe him so much damn money, they can't financially make that work, so they had to bring him back, but he gives up the play-calling duties, and there's just way too much talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think they win nine games this season. Did go over on them. Another interesting thing is Brian Ferentz, uh, Kirk's son, who's the offensive coordinator at Iowa, they literally just have to average 22 points per game, and he gets to keep his job, and he gets a raise. I'm actually kind of excited for Iowa this season. Offensively, they have set football back the last 50 years. Spencer Petras was the worst D1 quarterback I've ever seen in college football history. Um, They haven't had your typical Iowa offensive line. The run game's been all right. But this year, they bring in Cade McNamara, who started 15 games at Michigan. Mm -hmm. He lost his job to J.J. McCarthy, but J.J. McCarthy is going to be an NFL prospect. And he completed 64% of his passes, like we talked about last night. Nobody's done that at Iowa since 2012, I believe. So... I think he gets to keep his job because I think they win at least eight games. Uh, their win total now at eight and a half. I think they, I think they could win nine, ten games. Really, in the West, their only competition is Wisconsin. So I think that offense should be better. And then the last thing, uh, Quinn Ewers this season. I wouldn't play the Heisman eleven to one, but you know how I feel about Texas. I think their floor is ten wins, minus one thirty-five at nine and a half. I think that's a uh, discounted price right what there. If the he's Big bad. Twelve is so down. Well, that's the thing with Quinn Ewers, right? Like, there's been some really good, and then there's there's been some bad. I mean, he was the number one quarterback prospect coming into high school, uh, or coming out of high school, goes to Ohio State, and then transfers out. Last year, probably should have beat Alabama, gets hurt in that game. He was really good Definitely. against Oklahoma. He threw four touchdowns, and he looked like a top-five pick in that game. 
But then he went four straight games where he didn't complete 60% of his passes. I bet Texas against Oklahoma State last year. It was one of my worst losses. He went 19 for 49 in that game. And then against TCU, and they didn't even have a dominant secondary, he was only 17 for 39. So those two games, those four games, I should say, he was so inconsistent. But in like the bigger games, he always like steps up in, in competition against Alabama, against Oklahoma, a rival. So we eliminate those crappy performances against OK State and TCU, and I think he should have a monster year. Also, last year, there was really no pressure. It was Hudson Card backing him up. The only reason that Hudson mm-hmm. Card was getting snaps was because Quinn Ewers got hurt. This year, you have Arch Manning on campus, and uh, they also have uh, Malik Murphy there backing him up as well, who I always forget about. He's, he's still there as well. He'll probably transfer Ooh. out because he's not going to get any run, though. What about Tennessee and the intriguing storyline of their new quarterback, Joe Milton. Obviously, you lose Jalen Hyatt. You lose Cedric Tillman to the NFL. Uh, and obviously, Hendon Hooker is now gone, so he replaces him. Uh, I mean, the offense was electric last year. How good do you think they can be? Like, what are your thoughts on Joe Milton and what you've seen from him from probably every single piece of tape that you've been able to find? See, this is a really good question because – like, this is going to be his third or fourth time as the starting quarterback. He's lost this job before. He's one of those guys where he could throw a baseball 100 miles per hour. Huge arm. Huge arm. Huge arm. You know, he could sit at the 50-yard line and throw it into the stands. So he's got a rocket for an arm. Um, we've seen some good. We've seen some bad, especially with the decision-making. In that offense, everything should be wide open. But you can't just say it's like the hypo offense because Hendon Hooker was really good. I think he has a shot to be a decent pro if he could stay healthy. And he could have been himself. a first-round pick if he didn't tear his ACL. If he didn't tear his ACL, That was one yeah. of the worst things in college football to happen yeah. last year was that injury. Yeah, so I think like – I don't think they take a huge step back. I think they probably win like eight, nine games. I don't – I think you have to downgrade them offensively, but defensively Tennessee is going to be better than they were last year. So I think that they could win eight, nine games in the SEC still. I don't think they're as good as Alabama or Georgia and – you know, I, I wouldn't bet Milton to win Heisman. Um, I don't think he's going to break any records. I don't think he's going to be able to beat Alabama, obviously. But I do think just you know, because we already know, just because we already know kind of what he has been, we've seen enough on him to know that he's yeah. not that guy, but he's pretty serviceable. Yeah, like going into last season, I was like, how would they not start Hendon Hooker? You know what I mean? Um, it was kind yeah. of like Anthony Brown at Oregon. I'm totally different quarterbacks. Anthony Brown was a running quarterback that couldn't push the ball down the field. Joe Milton's a guy that that's what he does. He throws the ball 50 yards down the field. But it was just like after your bench two times in college and you're making your third start, you know, it's like your third season where you could be the guy. I start to have some question marks. Like when you look at Florida this season, there's a reason their win total is five and a half. I would kind of want to go over, but then you remember, oh, Graham Mertz is the starting quarterback, and we've seen that uh, experiment at Wisconsin. It's a mess. There's sometimes a perfect storm of, like, good offense and just great quarterback. Yeah. Like, that's how you get what Tennessee did last year. Yeah. So, it's, let's, let's not just put it all on, hey, it's that offense. And I hate it when people said that. Yeah. Hendon Hooker is a good quarterback and has a chance to be a starter in the NFL. But yeah. you tear your ACL at that point and you're what, 100 years old. That's the other thing. It's not like he was young. So. That's the problem. Yeah, 25. Is the public 24? undervaluing 25. the Broncos too much? It's Bet MGM Tonight.